Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. God was saying there needs to be justice. But see, the Bible also tells us over and over that mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy is important. It's not like God is demanding that in every situation, at every time, there should be an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You know, that punishment has to happen, retribution has to happen. No, no, what he's really doing here is limiting the scope of the punishment. One eye for one eye one tooth for one tooth. Many of us feel like we've been taken advantage of over and over again. Today, Pastor Robert expounds on justice and what it looks like. Justice is needed in order for things to be fair. If someone wrongs you, you don't have the right to destroy them. You are entitled only to what they took from you and nothing more. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 38, the Lord Jesus said, You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Now, for the last several weeks, we've been slowly working our way through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. And too often, these passages are taken as a kind of New Testament law a code of conduct for Christians, but but they weren't really given to us for that purpose. They were given to us to reveal God's heart and to challenge us to examine our own hearts in the light of his spirit. You know, huge mistakes are made when people try to take the scriptures and, and go through them, consider them mechanically, one piece here, one piece there, you know, one part over here, another part over there, and just looking at everything, you know, each piece independent of of the other and, and, and not really taking the time to understand the heart behind what's written, the intent. Why did God say this? What is it he's talking about? What is it that he wants to communicate to us? And, and it seems like Count Leo Tolstoy may have done that with this passage. According to Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, Tolstoy apparently came to the erroneous conclusion that it would be unchristian for countries to have armies or even judges, like a court system, or police forces, that that's just not, it's not Christ-like to do that. You know, it's like, okay, under the Old Testament, you know, back in the old days you needed that, but we're all Christian people, we shouldn't, we shouldn't need that, we shouldn't be involved in those kind of things. And he, he didn't really appreciate 
the divine nuances of God's word, confronting the realities of life in a fallen world. You know, the, what I've come to call the, the holy pragmatism of scripture. Tolstoy, like so many others, seems to have overlooked the fact that while God commands us to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly in life, to live our lives in humility, well, he also made provisions for the inevitable reality of rebellion and evil in this world that's been so corrupted by sin. When God gave the law to Israel, a big part of it focused on social justice and laid out the appropriate penalties for violating his laws. In, in Leviticus, which speaks to what we're talking about today, Leviticus chapter 24, verse 17, God said, whoever kills any man shall surely be put to death. Whoever kills an animal shall make it good. Animal for animal. If a man causes disfigurement of his neighbor, as he has done, so shall it be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, as he has caused disfigurement of a man, so shall it be done to him. Now, if you consider the whole of Scripture, it becomes clear that, that God had more than one objective in mind. He had, he had at least a couple of objectives in mind with this apparent mandate. First was that people should be held accountable for their actions and that evil should be eliminated. He, in time and again in the, in the Old Testament, you, you find the two going together. You know, when God says, you know, like in this situation, if a man kills another man, well, then, you know, that man's life is forfeit. But what you find quite often is an addendum. God will say, thus shall you eliminate the evil from among you. So there, there's more than one objective here. You know, there's accountability, eliminate evil. But the other thing that we need to notice, and this is what we're gonna focus on today, is that the accountability needs to be appropriate and proportionate. See, that's really what he's talking about here. Yes, God was saying there needs to be justice, but see, the Bible also tells us over and over that mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy is important. It's not like God is demanding that in every situation, at every time, there should be an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You know, that punishment has to happen, retribution has to happen. No, no, what he's really doing here is limiting the scope of the punishment. One eye for one eye. One tooth for one tooth. Do you understand? One life for one life. And, and that's important because you understand that wasn't necessarily normal in the ancient world. In Genesis chapter 34, we're given the story of, of this young girl named Dinah. Dinah was a, a young Hebrew girl. You know, she was apparently real pretty, you know, this beautiful young girl. And, and there's this prince from among the, the Hivite people, and they, it seems, had a walled city nearby where Dinah and her family lived. And one day, his name's Shechem. One day, Shechem sees Dinah, and he's like, oh, she's hot. I think I'm going to take her home with me. And do you understand, in those days, it kind of happened just like that, right? She's beautiful. I think I want her to be my wife, or maybe I just, whatever. And women really had no control over it. You know, women thousands of years ago in the pagan world, which is what we're talking about here, that the Hivites were pagan people. They didn't believe in God. They weren't on the same page with the Israelites, certainly weren't worried about morality. The pagan practices were pretty much consistently immoral. 
But the Bible actually tells us that Shechem was more, the way it's worded, he was more honorable than anybody else in his father's household. It's interesting. The Bible actually paints a favorable picture of Shechem. And I think there's a lot more going on than than we see at first glance because just the way that, you know, it's not like the Bible doesn't paint him as a rapist. And yet at first glance, it almost seems like he raped Dinah. I don't think that's what happened. I think he saw her and he took her home. And his intention was to make her his wife. And we know that because after he has sex with her, he reaches out, he has his dad reach out to the other family and he says, listen, pay whatever you gotta pay. That's how it was done. Pay whatever you gotta pay. I want her to be my wife. It wasn't just a casual thing. It wasn't just a passing thing. It wasn't like that. He wanted her to be his wife. But he had insulted her brothers. He had insulted her family. Why? Well, because he didn't ask their permission first. Do you understand in that world, that's really all he had to do? Really, all he had to do was say, you know what? She's beautiful. Let me talk to her dad. She doesn't have a dad. Let me talk to her brothers. That's all it had to be. She had no say in the matter, really. In the ancient world, it was all about the brothers and and the dad. But this guy, and and this is critical to, to what we see going on here, critical to our understanding. You see, this guy, he disrespected the brothers. He disrespected Dinah's dad by not talking to them first, by not going to them and honoring their position of authority in her life. And so they're all upset. And even though he's come now and he's wanting to make it right and he's like, I want her to be my wife. And as we'll see in a moment, she's already living. He's taken her home. She's with him in his tent, his house, whatever. And he's, he's willing to pay the bride price. Whatever you ask, I'll pay. So the brothers being angry said, Here's how this can work. See, if you want our young women to be able to marry your young men, well, then all your young men are going to have to be circumcised because that's just how we do it in Israel. And the guy said, yes. This young prince said, okay, I'll be circumcised. All of the Hivite men, they'll they'll all be circumcised. We're going to deal with that today. We'll take care of it today. Now think about this. You understand? This guy was serious. And they all got circumcised that day. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we would still love to have you be a part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. 
We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the book of Matthew right here on Main Thing Radio.